let's get this monkey going. You Ladies just said. and gentlemen. Where's that mean, let's get this monkey going? That's you said that off mic. something you just made up. No, you made it up. You said it off mic under your breath. I was like, what does he know about monkeys? That we get him going on the comics table. Yeah, welcome to the comics table, everybody. I'm Patrick Colbert. I'm Tristan Smithadorus Lee yeah. McGuire. I like that. That's like your southern, uh, what is that word? What is that? When a southern debutante. Like a, that's your debutante a, name. I am a beautiful lady. You know what in my, the South. my drag name, uh, straight guy in drag name, I want it to be Blanche Hedero. You know Blanche from uh, the Golden Girls? Uh-huh. Do you think that's a good name, Blanche Hedero? You're not into drag. You're not into the drag scene, so you don't care. You know, I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race. How many episodes? How many um, seasons? Enough to say that Alaska's my favorite. Oh, she's hilarious. I've yeah, seen Alaska live at yeah. the Lori Beekman Theater. Man, I just like the, oh, like that. just, I don't know. It's, yeah. very, it's very funny. Alaska Thunderfuck. Very h- hilarious drag queen. A lot of people don't know how, how many comic, like a lot of them are sta- full-on stand-up comics. Like Bob the Drag Queen oh, has yeah. a special out. Uh, we tried to download that the other night. It's a very complicated process. Mm. Uh, it's on the Revelry app or some shit, and you got to like pay a monthly fee and then. Down- no, thank you to that. Like, get on Netflix, Bob the Drag Queen. There we go. Uh, they're just throwing. They're just making specials left and right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I went to see uh, Bianca Del Rio live and in concert. Don't know uh, who that roast comic Don't drag know. queen. Fucking oh, okay. hell- mm. two hours on stage. Two hours of just full-on roasting celebs, uh, pop culture, and people in the audience. I saw Reggie Watts do like two and a half hours. No shit. But that was that was awesome. Well, he's got his looper. He's got a looper. He's making music. He's doing comedies. Yeah. Are his jokes good? I don't know a lot about him. Are his jokes good? Yeah. He's really funny. I think he... Well, he's got like... I think he's got some pre predetermined bits, and then he kind of, uh, you know, improvises a little bit, too. Some beatboxing? Some, uh, yeah, beatboxing, some, uh, you know, just, yeah, working his looper with his keyboard and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we're back at the comics Really table. exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. Uh, how have you been? <laughs> Is everything good? Oh, man. <laughs> Do we pretend like we're <laughs> no, not, no, no, I'm fine. not the same night? I'm okay, yeah. Yeah, well, this is our third, uh, our third one. For the evening. In a batch. We're doing Not that, a- that, you know, you save the best for last. That's what yeah. you do, yeah. Well, I'm psyched about this episode. Oh, me too. One of my favorite comics is here in the room. I, I, I don't know. We've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the comics table. Allie Colbert. Allie Colbert, welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. me. Yes, Colbert, not yeah. Colbert. Yes. Right. Common mistake. I'm you Patrick can- Holbert, and I've been brought to the yes. stage as Holbert, and I always feel fancy when that happens. Holbert, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Holbert. you love it? Yeah. I, I like it. I'm fi- you know, actually, I've always been uncomfortable with my last name. I think it's a weird sound. Patty Hobes. I think Colbert gives it some uh, gravitas. Yeah, I like the last name Colbert. Yeah, he, well, he was talking. Yeah. He was talking I'll about like it. his his pot his pot uh, name would be Patty Hobes. Patty Hobes. But What's a pot name? Well, you know, like if, if he's a just stoner. a stoner, if that's like who he actually was. Oh, okay. Say, well, like, like you could be Ali Cobes. Ali Cobes. Uh, I was. Patty I've Hobes. been called that. Ali Cobes. Yeah. yeah. Colbs. Did you have a nickname in growing up? I, and it's funny, in high school, for like a moment of time, speaking of like pot, I remember someone called me $5, $5 nugget <laughs> because all of my friends smoked 
weed in high school and mm-hmm. I never did. And I remember I was like, all right, I have to like, you know, buy some pot. But I only had $5 on me. So like they just sold me a nugget. You got a then, nug for five oh, bucks. But you know what? That's like kind of a fun nickname, you know, like some there's like some story behind it, right? Yeah. yeah. It was like we were all like it was a period of time we were all like actively searching for nicknames. Oh, it wasn't fine. a, you know. That's fine. That's okay if you're searching. You know, it, was, it was just a short period. Of $5 time. nugget's great. You could have a logo for that. It could be the numeral five. So DG. not my my brand yeah. though. Mine was like Trisket because like mm. your name sounds close to a cracker, and you look very much like I a am cracker. a cracker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> lightly salted. Yeah. yeah. So did you smoke that five dollar nugget? And what happened when you did? I smoked. You know, like I don't know. Like I haven't been super into pot. Like when I was in high school. I tried smoking pot because everyone was smoking pot, you know, and I just got, I remember like that first time you smoke and you really are like, I'm going to choke and die. Mm -hmm. Like you, I don't know. I couldn't do like, I couldn't inhale. It was terrible. And actually this is a funny thing we're talking about, but today I got my medical marijuana license in the state of New York. Congratulations. What's the prescription for? Yeah. Uh, I have Crohn's. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's great. Is, uh, that, is that dark chocolate okay for you? Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, maybe if I didn't eat things like this, I would be better. But uh, I don't know. I've never, like, loved weed, but I'm willing to try, uh, like, a CBD oil for medicinal Yeah, purposes. You're, like, the third, um, uh, like, person that I've met that has Crohn's. But so far, the, the trend has been... Um, uh, beautiful young comic. Oh my God! Thank you. Pete Davidson was like, just talking about Crohn's on WTF this week. Does Pete Davidson mm. have Crohn's? Yeah, he has Crohn's. I haven't, too. But see, I haven't met Pete. Another so beautiful I, uh, young. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, another beautiful young tiny comic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys should all have a podcast. Everyone who has Crohn's has a podcast. The Crohn Zone. Welcome wow. to the Crohn Zone. That's a great Welcome idea. Welcome to the Crohn Zone. Uh, yeah, you talk yeah. about talk about like hydration and medicine and CBD yeah. I oil. wish you guys had Crohn's so we could do it. <laughs> It sounds miserable. Yeah, it's not great. At what point, is there a certain point, like when you get a certain age where it it normally kicks in? What kicks in? My health? Oh, no, it just, I mean, I was diagnosed when I was like in eighth grade. And and then you have flare-ups on and off. Yeah, I'm now remembering, I think you have bits about this. I have bits about this, yeah. Yeah. Some bits about this. Are you doing the Crohn's circuit? Welcome to the The Crohn's circuit. circuit. Uh, You know, I recently... You mean like comedy shows for yeah, organizations? Yeah, like fundraisers. Uh, yeah, the Crone Circuit. Uh, you know, they've asked me to do some shows for those guys, and I've done some stuff with them, but uh, not regularly. My That's brother, great. my I'd brother like has diabetes. He he likes to do. Oh, diabetes. good for him, man. Type one or type two? <laughs> type one. Really? Oh, that yeah. sucks. The, his whole life. The not his fault kind of diabetes. Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That sucks. Does he wear a pump? Yes, he does. You I got it, right? It. Type 1, don't you have to? What's that? Type 1, you have to wear a pump. Yeah. Well, or you not, can inject. You not necessarily, but oh. like it, it is actually nicer because then you get like a continual flow. Does he have the wireless one? Uh, what do you mean wireless? Bluetooth. Yeah, there is one that's literally <laughs> like, on like you, you've got one unit on your arm uh-huh. and then another unit is like a device that like communicates with. Huh. No, he's, it's got, know, it's got the it? buttons like on the unit. And it's got a tube? It's a crazy old thing and there's all yeah. this like... Stuff with insurance, you know, like at one point, like he had to have his own insurance. So he was like eating like no, he was basically on a on a on a no carb diet. He was basically doing like, uh, you know, Atkins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Un, like not, not meaning to, but just having to. Like four summers ago, maybe five now, I shot a documentary about diabetes and I learned quite a lot about 
the disease, and it's uh, it's pretty insane. What brought you to? Uh, well, it was a, it was a true life episode for MTV, oh. and these these kids. It was all about young people dealing with diabetes yeah. and like ma- balancing their lifestyles with with their disease. My bro- sure. my brother would eat like a giant bag of Reese's pieces and say, "I'm about to get double diabetes." <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the that was the scary part. We'd be filming with these kids. It'd be like. Well, we're gonna go party all night, and they drink a shitload of well, booze. Well, that's interesting. That was thing. a scary yeah. show, True Life. Yeah, yeah, but booze actually can and can have a a lowering. It can lower your blood sugar instead of right. You think that it it's, can? Yeah, because you think it's full of carbs, it would just jack your blood sugar up. But actually, um, my brother's like typically it actually lowers my blood sugar a little bit. Yeah, there's I a know weird cycle. My grandpa is diabetic, type yeah. two, and he is also an alcoholic, and mm. I, it's a terrible combination. No, it's a tar. Yeah, you do bits yeah. about that. Uh, no, I'm trying. Working on some. Nice. You know, but uh, I'm working on jokes about my grandfather slowly dying. Uh, yeah. I would like to set some context real quick. Uh, yeah. Allie, very hilar- hilarious comic, mm-hmm. super talented, one of my favorite joke writers. Great jokes, and recently big TV debut, right? This yes, year? yes, it was on uh, the Tonight Show with uh, Jimmy Fallon in June. Yeah, how did, June. how did that feel? How did it go? How's your life now? You know, it went well. I think it went well. Uh, it was a great set. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really exciting, and it's weird coming off something like that, and then you're like, oh, I did that. Like, now uh, what's what do I do to keep the momentum going? Yeah, you got to keep that momentum going. Right? You know how she kept that momentum going? She did my bar show in July. And now she's I, doing this uh, podcast. I loved so. that, that was show. Huge. That was one of my, my favorite bar shows I've ever done. Oh, honestly. that means a lot. Thank you. The room was amazing. Thank you. At, like just the Which physical space, this? the audience was great. It was awesome. Oh, and I was thanks. on that night with Mark. Yeah, Mark Norman was on the show. Yeah, you didn't come to that. You came in the one that Sarah was on, but that same show, the gotcha. taco show. It was yeah. packed. Well, how did you oh, get it's it so such a great. It is a great show, right? Yeah. Did you have some tacos while you were down there? I didn't. Mm. No, but how, oh, did, you brought you, your how did you fill the space? Uh, we just, we, uh, we use a bunch of different ways of promoting. I don't want to give up all my secrets, but we use a lot of different websites. It was so good. We, we also like tap into it. We're really Jeff and I are really proud of that show, so we tap into our personal network really hard. Yeah, like you know how hard it is as a comic to get your friends to come oh, out. So you got to terrible kind of pick and choose which one, which shows you invite people to. But that one we're really proud of. Like if you can see Mark Norman and you and get free tacos for ten bucks, that like, was a great night. Like it's insane to not go to that show. So. Uh, we had it again this past week. Keith Robinson headlined. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, and Khalid Rahman fucking had the set. I, the, I, I've loved watching him these last few years, but his set the other night was like TV-level jokes, like perfectly-sized jokes, and just every single one hit huge. And I was, I said to him right after, where I was like, did you tape that? And he was like, no. So <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're really, yeah, I think we just... Get people to come out because it's a good deal. Yeah, um, it's fun. It's I brought my spot. friend. Yeah, Tacos the makes spot was better, so yeah. fun. Like I would just hang out there. Yeah, thank you for bringing people. It's always nice when you have comics on a show that like do bring a couple people. Obviously, you don't want to like tell comics to do that or that they have to, but it always helps. Like if you if you ever expect that to be the case and it's not specifically a bringer, you're going to be sadly disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tequila speakeasy location was good. I was like, this is a, it was a Friday night. Yeah. I was like, I'll bring some friends. Well, we may need you to write a testimonial for us now. You got uh, it. I appreciate the for sure. Uh, seal of approval. This was a great show, Ali Cobbs. Five dollar nuggets. <laughs> like she had a great set, and then she shit in her pants because of the Crohn's and yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that'll be uh, my write up. 
Yeah, is that okay? Oh my god, I'm looking at your phone. You've got an adorable dog. What the hell is that? I know. This is actually this is my family dog. This is the dog I grew up with. What is that dog's but name? Storm. But this week, I actually adopted my own dog. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. You're a mother. What's your dog? I'm your, a mother. What's the new dog's okay, name? Okay, the dog's name is Ellie, oh. which is weird because I'm Allie. That, that's a little bit of a... yeah. I'm having a whole mm. thing about it. Is it just like your, your alter ego? No, it's like this whole thing. My parents just asked, or I said they're going to stop at my apartment. Yes, you can. Okay, so... Do your parents live in the city? They don't live in the city, but they're in the city tonight having a, a dinner with my dad's coworkers, and they left their dog at my apartment. Oh. My dog, their dog, excuse me, is diabetic. Oh. So I had to give the dog his insulin shot tonight. Did you inject with a needle? I injected him with a needle. So... Uh, is he just used to it at this point? Like He's yeah. used to it. Where did you uh, learn that? How did you know how to do that? Many uh, nights of practice. Wow. Many nights and mornings of practice. It's so difficult. And, I mean, it's once you learn it, it's fine. But it's difficult that you that you have to be around the dog at specific times, morning and night, to mm. give him his insulin and mm -hmm. to feed him. And if he doesn't eat, he can't give him an insulin. It's just a, it's a mess. It wow. really is. So he's you've been with that dog your whole life? I've been with that dog my whole life. What is his name? Hey, Storm. Oh, gotcha. Storm is the diabetic dog. And what dog. is that dog? That dog is Shih Tzu Poodle. Oh, my he's God. 14 years old. He's blind. He's deaf. He has almost no teeth. Diabetic. I mean, he's really... And I assume his name is based off of the X-Men? His name is based off of this these novels, the Elric Chronicles. The first dog oh. I ever had growing up was named Elric. And his, in the novel, Elric's like... Is this like some fantasy? This is my, my dad is a nerd is basically what this... Yeah. I mean, I was too young to name the dogs. And... The Elric's best friend in the novel is his sword, Storm. So the two of them. So, wow. Okay, I'm getting into a, a lot of stuff here. No, we, we want to know this about all of this. But basically, no. I recently got a dog. It was my birthday last week. Happy birthday. And I thank you so much. And I got a dog for myself. I thought this would be a nice gift to myself. I yeah. get, it is so much work. No, so mm. much. I don't know what I was I, thinking. I have a friend that's like, uh, I have two daughters and a dog. And both daughters were less work than it is to have a dog. Mm. Oh my God, is it so much work? Yeah. How? You gotta tell me them. about training your dog and like what type of dog do you have? Are you doing how old pants? were you when you got it? We're, I'm doing it right now, but I don't want to be doing it. Mm. I've never owned a dog. I've only had cats, and cats are good for the city because they eat mice and other rodents. Yeah, and and bugs. You know, they'll they'll chase down the roaches and. They fucking eat and shit on their on their own. You know, you just got to change your litter and like give them. some Yeah, but cats food. are. There's no love from a cat. That's not true at all. They don't. They look at that, you like just, they hate you. That's racist. Ellie, I feel uh, that way. <laughs> Ellie is probably. Let me see a picture of Ellie. Okay, and like now I'm having this whole issue with the name because I named her Ellie because it was supposed to be for many reasons. After my first dog Elric, it was like in honor. Oh, and like any cats callback. I've had, you like sit down and then they come up and they like. Jump on your lap or whatever, and they're like, pet me. Yeah, and but now I'm like, oh, my name's Allie. My dog's Ellie. I sound like fucking crazy. I don't, I don't want to be too critical of how you named your dog, but I don't think it's good to name anything in reference to another thing. Another... Oh, it's in reference to so many things, though. Okay. Oh, my God. You got to keep Ellie. Look at that thing. That's cutie. Uh, She's is... got so much love. Yeah, she is she She's loud, though? Is she barky? No. She's really, really chill. No, oh, well, see, that's good. And what is she? She's half poodle, half pomeranian. Yeah, you got. You know what? She's gonna get poodle you. Anything is amazing. She's I gonna would keep like you from being lazy, right? Because you got to You're gonna have to walk her. You got to get up. You got to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like a cat if I could get a poodle cat, half poodle, yeah. half cat. 
Yeah. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Like Anytime a sire poodle. People are trying to tell you that they have a cool cat. They're always like, oh, it's just like a dog. It's yeah. No, I would never say that. I, I don't. But see, for me, I don't want to. I don't. I like other people's dogs. Mm-hmm. But I don't want a dog because I don't like when. I thought you're... you said you had a dog. What's no? I'm saying I've never had He's a got dog. Two cats. I've got, oh. I've got. Well, don't don't say don't tell people that. Two cats and cats? two. I yeah. thought. Did you say two daughters? I'm making that up. Two no, 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 no. I'm saying, saying his friend. Has my friend two has two daughters and a dog. Oh, that's what I heard. Right. Was you. We're communicating solidly on this one. <laughs> well, I do want to no, yeah, regroup two, in no, a second. My friend has two daughters and a dog, and he said the dog is more effort than the daughters. Oh, Both okay. daughters were. Yeah, and um, the daughters incidentally look like dogs. Oh, That's, they're vac- they're lovely ladies. <laughs> I don't even know who this um, person is. No, you don't. Let's regroup for a second. Let's let's do that. Uh, where is where is Elric or where is uh, Storm the dog? Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Connecticut. What town? Weston, Connecticut. Mm. My wife is from New London, Connecticut. Okay. Are you familiar? I know of Big it. State. My dad's from Stanford. Really? Uh, I used to live in Stanford. Weston. Um, yeah, there's okay. lots of places in Connecticut. It's yeah. where all the white Metro people. Metro North. It's it's yeah. the home of Love white it. people now. We're actually this episode is sponsored by the Metro North uh, train and white oh, people. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great sponsor. Uh, okay, and then you live now in New York City. I live now in New York. City. Where do you live? Manhattan. Manhattan. And you got Ellie living there. I have her living there now, so it's the two of us. I'm Chelsea. Where where are you, where are you at, Manhattan? Um, Murray Hill area. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and how I'm long over there? When did yeah. you, how did you get to New York? What was the, what was the sort of route you took to leave Connecticut and end up in Manhattan? I would imagine probably uh, a car and then like over the, the George W. Let's hear about college. Let's hear about uh, school, Applied career. to NYU. Uh-huh. Went to film school at NYU. Tish? Tish. Wow. Uh, for, your ba- Tish. for your bachelor's, right? For my bachelor's. Did you have any classes with Spike Lee? That's a good film school. No, but I saw him in the elevator. Uh, twice. Mm. I haven't, who hasn't seen him in the elevator? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I originally I applied as an English literature major, and then after my first year, I transferred into Tisch, mm-hmm. and I've been in the city ever since. Did you graduate? I did graduate. Yeah. yeah. And did you ever do any film stuff after that? Um, my first. I mean, throughout college, I was interning and working in film and television. I was inter. I interned everywhere in college. It was like what insane. were some internships? You had? I interned at uh, Louis, the, the TV show. Wow. I interned at the Colbert Report. I interned at Howard Stern. Was that confusing when Jimmy you when people like are you, are you his daughter? I told him <laughs> I when I was there. He and he's so nice. Yeah, he's like the coolest. I was like, oh my my last name's Colbert, and he was like, my last name's Colbert too. I just say Colbert for television. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. So let right. me ask you about that. He's going to kill you because you revealed that information. Yeah. So how much? Are, so you said you interned at Fallon. How much of a thrill was it to return as an on-camera yeah, that's be, comedian? That's pretty awesome. That was crazy. I mean, it was, did he remember you as an intern? I mean, I don't know. I don't know that we interacted that much as when I was an intern. To be honest, I was later. I later came back to NBC. I was a page. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Thirty Rock, oh, you yeah. know, the page Kenneth. That's Kevin, such a, you know what, that's such like a great James, way to do, James McBride. To do yeah. it, you know? Okay. I, I, I always think that's like, if you're going to live in the city, why not do shit like that? That's, I mean, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't pay great or oh, at all. Oh, it pays nothing. Yeah. And you work um, six days a week. What you're, but I mean, the experience is like unbelievable and to be able to just say that you're doing that. You yeah. Know? It was, it's cool. And I mean, you meet everyone. Yeah. And it really does lead to other things. So that really was, that's when I was like interfacing a lot with the Tonight Show's pet staff and the show and. That was two years ago. Did you actually meet anybody through any of those things? 
oh my god, I met everyone that I I know. Uh, all of my meaningful connections in comedy other mm-hmm. than stand-up were through interning at that show and through being a page. A word to the wise people. Yeah. I, I was an intern on Late Night with Conan in two th- that summer 2002. Oh, wow. Uh, so I'm old. <laughs> uh, and my goal, I would, I'm dying to get a Conan spot one day when I'm a 45-year-old man because you know he's booking a lot of 45-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I can go back and then find my picture in the intern binder somewhere. That's, well, I, uh, you guys have had those interns, but do, uh, internships. But do you remember um, the David Letterman show? Yeah, yeah, I saw that on TV a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw a taping of that before it. Uh... But wait, so you were page two years ago? So you would you you were doing stand up at night and you were a page in the day? Yeah, I was doing stand up at night. I started doing stand up when I came to NYU. Uh huh. It was like the fir- it was like the first thing I wanted to do when I got to the city. I always wanted to do stand up. Yeah, I did stand up at like a little like restaurant in my town in Weston for like in Westport, Georgetown, for like five people. Like I just always wanted to do stand up. Yeah. yeah. So I came to the city and I did uh, one of these classes through Caroline's uh-huh. on Broadway. He did that. Cl- did he you did that class? Linda Smith. Yeah. It was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, how man. I got started. That's how exactly how it happened. I would I say did. for the first year of comedy, I was just doing it at Caroline's because that's all I did. Linda liked me, and she she would put me up at the uh, on the new talent, and then she got me hooked up with their. I would work there. I was working the door for like a year. Oh, really? And then getting like spots in exchange for that. Yeah. But it was like so intimidating because I'm like, I've been doing it for three months, and then they would squeeze me between all these people that are like veterans on on like the Tonight Show, and it was like. It was not good. It wasn't that great because what on the Monday shows? Um, no, because they put me on other for doing the door. Oh they put my me god, on other shows. That's awesome. Uh, it's awesome if you can do it, but like at the time, like you did I, it. I did do it, but it was like you felt like you could crush win. silence, crush right after me. You you, know? you were doing, you were helping everyone. <laughs> yeah, I sure was, but I wasn't helping myself too yeah. much. Yeah, um, um, that's yeah, that's exactly how I started out. I mean, it was Linda. She was the best. She's the best. She's yeah. great. And I was just doing those Monday shows, and mm-hmm. I would bring, like, burn all of my friends, burn all of my friends' money, yeah. bring them to those shows. I was careful about doing that. That was part of the reason why um, I, you know, kind of worked with the club and stuff like that because, like, I still wanted to do – like, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to bring a bunch – I don't have any friends. So I was, like, not – like, I was able to do some of those shows without bringing anybody, basically. Yeah. And um, – and who was hosting those shows when you were doing them? Oh, there's all sorts of different people that, I mean, they would have different people hosting all the time. Um, and also I'm terrible with names. So if like I try to remember some of them, it would be probably, who's the one guy? I love him. He was a judge, like on a Vince district. August, court. he's the best. Yes. He's oh so yeah, great. he's fun to watch. So he would, he would host a lot or he would close it out mm-hmm. and he would always destroy the He would room. kill. I was Destroy like it. one of the first times I saw a comic like doing that sort of comedy. Yeah, Phil Hanley would would host uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, gosh, who else? For me, it was always I'm eating. We're eating these um, amazing. They want to thank our sponsors, Brookside Dark Chocolate. They yeah. are. It's funny yeah. you bring it up. They provide those for free. Brookside Farms Raspberry Dark Chocolate Candies from Seven Eleven across the street They're on Eighth so Avenue. Um, I remember when I was doing those shows, it was always Sam Merrill was hosting. Oh yeah, and Leah Bonham was host. Uh, was hosting, and I they were like I Leah. Know, Leah hosted a lot. I don't know yeah. how much older those she guys was. Are one of their best hosts. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember Sam went to NYU, and I think he must be like six years older than me or something. But I remember being like, I want to be where he is. Yeah, six years from now, and I'm like just now getting past the kinds, and he's at the cellar. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm on a good path. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you've been on the Jimmy Fallon show. I. Uh, 
I met him one time. Jimmy? Yeah, it was it was not a good experience. Why? Because I well, so I was like a couple years living in the city mm-hmm. and when I first moved to the city before I understood that I really wanted to do stand up, yeah. I was just like acting out other kinds of ways. So I would like go to karaoke all the time. Sing karaoke at the time. Oh, that's that's their thing. Right. And so there was all these SNL cast members that would do karaoke yeah. that would show up like at Planet, Planet Rose or um, there was the 13, mm-hmm. one on 13th Street or whatever. But so I was on the 13th Street one. My girlfriend at the time was, uh, she was like one of their karaoke DJs. Uh-huh. And um, so I saw him and Horatio Sands because they, they would hang out together during uh-huh. that time. Now, I had hung out with Horatio at Planet Rose, and we had like sung karaoke songs. So I'm like, of course, I'm in tight with him because I've... We're buddies now. Because we were totally blasted out of our minds singing karaoke songs at Planet Rose. So I just went up to, to hey, what's up? you know, like just tried to... But I, they were like super coked out at the time. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, man, I don't even understand what you're saying right now. <laughs> and I was just like, e- English? <laughs> but it was just kind of like... It was like a real. It was a, yeah. like a big brush off, and I, I just, I was deflated because I was like, I, I'm a jerk. I should, yeah. you know, and I, I typically like, I'm not the person. Like, if I see a celebrity, like, I won't at all try That'd to approach chill. them, yeah, because I'm like, leave them alone, let them do their thing. But for whatever possessed me, probably a lot of liquor, I was like, yeah, well, I'm cool. I can go up and say something. So it was, it was like one of those moments where I just felt like such a dick. No, it's and, fine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but are I've you heard... getting recognized on the street now that you've been on TV? Yeah. No, 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 no. That used to be the thing, though. Like that's the Tonight Show. Yeah, no, that's... I don't think so anymore. <laughs> but to, but you know, like to say that you to say that you've done it at all is you know, that's that's a that's that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it's cool. I'm proud of it. Uh, if anything, you get recognized now over social media. Yeah, you, that's know, true. you get those follows. You're like, oh, so, they, yeah. they did know you, who I am now. Yeah. Did, did you, do you have like a Twitter or like a... I have a Twitter and an Instagram. So did that stuff like blow up after you did that? The I mean like, yeah, I got more followers on those accounts. Yeah. Um, but now it's like now that I have the, you know, those followers, it's like, okay, now I have a new thousand followers. What do I have to say to you? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's your, what's my next thing that I'm going to do? What do you do doing? with Twitter? Like I try to do like, I, for a while I was trying to do a joke a day, mm-hmm. but then it started kind of... Um, bothered me because of the quality of the jokes yeah. were not great. I'm super into Twitter and I yeah. right now I'm trying um, hard to get that blue check. What's that mean? That oh, the, oh, the verified. Yeah. Like you're yeah, you're yeah. a big they're, enough deal that like... They're not yeah. giving it to me. I've been rejected. How many followers do you have? I have like 10,000 followers. To po- yeah, you have to, you have to apply does, for it, the right? The followers doesn't matter so much as... It's quality, not quantity. Yeah. Everything's a kind of and real life video game, If isn't you it? have articles about you that are like if you've written them or credible sources have published articles on you, those are the things they look for. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, how often you tweet, anything like that. What about appearing on the Comics Table comedy podcast? What about that? It's going to push you yeah. over the edge. This will, this will probably do it. Push you over the edge with Patrick's mom. Twitter? Yeah. 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 My mom is on Twitter. She loves she it. Is? She's going to give you that blue check. She's just like cross-eyed on her iPhone, iPad, just going, what is this? How yeah. come I can't write She's going to accidentally write a 500-word yeah. uh, essay on yeah. uh, Allie. She's yeah. a verbose person, that's for sure. Twitter's fun. I like Twitter. I like Instagram a lot too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I when I feel an Instagram, you know, it's funny. My I, platform. I like of Instagram for just taking like art, artsy photo or things that I like. And just take photo. Like, but then all the comedy people follow me, and I'm like, there's nothing funny on this. It's oh just my like, god, yeah. I feel the same yeah. way. Like I am so torn with. I have this whole thing with my Instagram. Like mm-hmm. 
I want to take these beautiful photos. Yeah. Like I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm poetic at times. I went yeah. to art school for photography. I went to art school too. And like, <laughs> I want to take a yeah. photo of something and I just want to post something that's beautiful. Yeah. And then I have all these people that are like, make a joke about poop. Yeah. And I'm just like, this has nothing to do with that. But I, I really like. I just want to show you the geometric symmetry of this particular. <laughs> and for a while I was like posting things that were serious and then I would delete them or post yeah. things that are funny. And then I was like, oh, this has got to be serious. And now I'm just like, you know what? I have to just embrace. Yeah. Well, you know, you can also, I mean, uh, social media accounts are free. You can just, uh, if you wanted to. Yeah, but I don't want That's just to a lot of effort that's though, just right? That's too much, you know? yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, you might have to create an account for Ellie. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to do that. That's I mean, that, that dog has the fucking face of a teddy bear. She's cute, but. nose. She's cute, but. And now, honestly, that we keep saying her name, I'm uh, so self-conscious like, of the fact that I've made a mistake. Hey, here's the thing. Well, you I can, can rename change her name. Yeah, I can, can change her name. I was thinking of maybe naming her Bean. I'm looking at your headphones. Miss Elizabeth. About, how about Sennheiser? Oh, yeah, that'd be a good name. <laughs> I don't know. I made. I wanted to originally. How about Brookside? Hey, listeners, please uh, call in and vote on um, call in. Allie's new do- dog's name. Um, how about uh, calling uh, in for us means uh, you? Uh, I originally wanted to have a male dog and name him Alvy from mm. Annie Hall, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I got her because she was chiller than her brother. And uh, she's just, I can't name her Alvy. So you just left it's good you went the, for the brother. The brother is the brother just in a kill shelter right now? The brother just... is, the bro- yeah, I don't know. The brother's okay, I think. Okay, good. The brother was adopted shortly after. Uh, I checked in. So you brought up Woody Allen. You interned Woody on Louie. You went to film school. Mm. Do you, w- would you ever become a filmmaker or become an auteur yourself? I would love to be a part of, this is the thing. I love film. I think movies are the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so good, right? Yeah. I just love watching movies and watching television and I fucking love Woody Allen and we could talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, I don't really like being on set mm. that much. And I have these memories of being at NYU and working on these films and just like being cold and I can't lift a lot of shit and yeah. I have to go to the bathroom a lot. Like I just was not. Com- what about acting? What about being I was being just not on? comfortable. I like acting. You got to be the brains. You got to be the brains. Up, like I like writing yeah. and I like performing. Um, By the way, this, I'm, I, I don't know if this is even, this might be like a wrong direction, but like you were talking about Woody Allen, loving mm. Woody, Woody Allen. And I love Woody Allen. I and mean, I think his films are fantastic. Yeah. And I have a lot of discussion with people about appreciating an artist for their work. Separating the art from the artist. Yes, because a lot mm-hmm. of people, first of all, um, there's all the chat because, you know, he ended up like uh, marrying his step- daughter. Stepdaughter. <laughs> Not his daughter. His legal daughter. His adopted his le- daughter. His adopted daughter. Um, and Which, isn't that really illegal? Stuff. What's that? Isn't that illegal? I don't know enough about it to tell and is look, it illegal there's is no, it legal here's, here's does the, it change here's the does point it change how good no though? doubt it's it's a it's kind of creepy right but like on the other hand like i really get i get annoyed that people like find out a story about that and then they kind of make their own judgments about what that means and what the, all of the things involved around that and then they also discount the person's work um, as a result, I don't know. I, yeah. Like uh, this is a weird direction to go, but no, I've, you know, I think I've had this conversation like three times over the last month. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Specifically <laughs> this. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I it just keeps coming up because I keep, for some reason I keep talking about Woody Allen yeah. l- lately. And this always, this always, well, because isn't... it seems like all of a sudden it's like been, I think, it, I think it's been more, people are more cognizant of that thing because you have people like Bill Cosby, who is right. an amazing comedian and really did. 
like fuck up his legacy beyond all belief oh my be, God, beyond did he? what he actually did to to people and it's and that's one of those things that you want so much to believe that he's not that person but like he totally when, is yeah when like 500 women are just like nope we've all got the same story and it's it's like yeah you know you you can't you really can't deny something like that and it's it's just it's it it's horrible in so many ways cuz like not only did he destroy a legacy of one of like the best kind of truly unique comics of a time, but he also, I he he just fucked up everything he's ever done that's associated Horrible. with anything, you know? Yeah. Um, oh my um, god. But but Woody Allen, I think, is different because it it like I could understand somebody being like, oh, that's creepy. Um, but at the same time, like I don't think that defines the man. No, but there's another layer. It's also he, he's uh, allegedly. Raped. Well, there's two. There's two things yeah, going on, yeah. and I feel, feel like when people talk about Woody Allen, they often conflate two narratives. Yeah. There's the one. The one thing going on is that he married Soon Yi, his adopted daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the narrative put forward by Mia Farrow, right. saying that he molested their adopted daughter, Dylan, or, or her daughter, Satchel, or Dylan, right. but, adopted, I believe. But there's certain things about that story that seem like a little dubious, like. That Mia's like really, and she's so unstable. Right. I don't want to like. No, yeah, no, I, I don't know. know what happened. No, but that's the thing. Nobody but actually I love does. Love Annie Hall, right? <laughs> but, right, right. But like, that's the thing. So nobody actually knows like what's true or not. Like because you you hear it through the gossip of like news reports and like People magazine. Um, yeah. So you don't actually know like how much of it is is based off of real things. But everybody makes a judgment, and undoubtedly, I, yeah. the Sunni yeah. thing is odd. It is odd, and no that doubt. is. That but we I can all easi- agree on. I could easily see Mia being like so justifiably horrified that, that that occurred that she in turn wants to do everything she can to destroy. And that is my belief. Yeah. That is my belief. And it's easier to feel to believe that without a track record. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like one person who's probably justifiably upset. Yeah. You know. Um, and her eldest son, I don't know his name. Ronan? Be- she older than him, mm-hmm. came forward and said, or maybe not older, but another son came forward that she has adopted like 10 right. kids and was like, listen, she's crazy. And I've made a relationship now with my father, or right. Woody Allen. Or, yeah. uh, so I don't know. There's lots of, well, anyway, well, so, I mean, his, mo- his movies are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Uh, and if you're interested in more info on this topic, there's about 6,000 blog entries out there. The Vanity Fair around. articles. That's what's the one, what's the yeah, one that yeah. I'm just think I can't remember the name of the, with uh, Scarlet Joe, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Scoop. That, that what's Match that? Point. Match Point. I really liked that. Yeah, one. it was that great. Was like, it was intense. Reece, it was really intense. Reese Myers. Yeah, Reese yeah. Myers. Yeah, that was that was super, a good one. Wow, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Um, oh, and Sweet and Lowdown is one of my favorites. Sweet and Lowdown. Yeah, most like people the don't. Jazz guitar. Yeah, a lot of people Sean don't, don't know that super well. So yeah, it's Sean Penn, and he. It's basically he. It's like a fictitious account of a Django Reinhardt kind of guitar player. Okay. And it's it it's the whole thing is like amazing. I love oh, I love that. I have film. to watch it. So good. All right, I'm watching it later. Recent one, Blue <laughs> Blue Velvet or something. Blue Valentine. Yeah. Uh, With Cafe Blue Society. Blue Velvet is a David Lynch film, isn't it? Blue Velvet sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Was have you seen Cafe Society? No, not yet. Oh my god! I think that's like that's one of his best films. Really, it was, it was like last year. Did Have you seen didn't... it? Was it Cafe Society? I haven't. With the kids oh, so from good. the Social Network, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, yeah. uh, Kristen Stewart. It was killer. What's well, amazing? It. The amount of movies he's made every yeah, year. This yeah. man makes a film. Yeah, I auditioned for a, a film of his. Really? Yeah. 
How'd These it go? pretzels are making me thirsty. Uh, Did you meet w- him? That was like the most exciting part. No, I didn't meet him. I met his like casting director who's casted blue cast blue jasmine. You are a Woody Allen kind of Did anybody like, get the reference I just I made? No it's one, a no one thing, I right? didn't hear what yeah, you said. Pre- These pretzels are making me thirsty. It was but it was Kramer auditioning for a or he was in a Woody Allen film. Okay. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I see what you did so there. So he, he he was like a, he was like a he was like an extra and then they liked mm-hmm. what he did and then they gave him a line. And they let him like riff with it a little. Right. And then he Broke a glass, and this is all happening off camera. Like you see, yeah. he breaks it. He evidently broke a glass because he was like, "These pretzels are making me thirsty." And he slams a glass down, and he like, and and uh, Woody Allen gets cut with like a shard, and and then he gets fired from the film. They always ruin it on Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Anything good? Anything? I just, I just turns watched to the, shit. I just watched the Big Salad episode the other night. Oh yeah, remember that one? I do remember that one. I love that show. Allie, uh, little, this is where I get condescending, and I say Allie was in like kindergarten when Seinfeld was ending. Yeah, uh, I've gone you, back and watched. You have a very ageless look. It, it would be hard for me to na- nail down like where. How old I am? Yeah, yeah. How old do you think I'm? Oh gosh, I'm never gonna play that game. Just no, do who it. cares? I'm do not. It. it doesn't matter. This is like I talk about this so often. I'm gonna say 24. 24. You're 24. Mm-hmm. 24 years old, killing it. Tonight Show appearance, that hilarious comic. Hmm. God, I was doing nothing with my life at 24. It really, I feels like I'm doing nothing. No, but you, but you did do something. That was one thing, though. But that's a big thing. It's a big thing, but now, it what comes was the, and what goes. What was the process for that? How long did it take to do that? Uh, you know, God, isn't isn't it all time and place for these things? Yeah, that's so what we hear. I auditioned for Just for Laughs, mm-hmm. um, Comedy Festival, Montreal, of course. And uh, at my audition, I at that point in time had known uh the booker the stand-up booker from fallon awesome guy um and is this from your interning days from my interning days from my page days i always he's just like he's the king of comedy and like i wanted to pick his brain and became friends with him and he he was at the audition because he goes he's like so tapped into all this stuff and he was like oh you know you're pretty good and he was like i'm doing a showcase tomorrow for the show why don't you come audition mm-hmm. if it doesn't go well whatever if it goes well okay i went to the showcase and i'm on stage and jimmy walks in is this at the stand this is at the stand this never happens this to anybody ever by and the way. jimmy walks in was and pete jimmy lee, doesn't go to these the things no that's what i'm saying also? this was the night that i showcased that night with pete lee yeah pete lee was booked from that showcase yeah i showcased that night with mike vecchione and these he guys are yeah. He got booked. He was in Just for Laughs. Or no, not Just for Laughs. Of, um, last Comic. Last Comic Standing. Um, it was me. It was Carly Aquilino. Mm-hmm. MTV personality. Forgetting who else was on the show. And uh, a lot of professional Sarah comedians. Sarah Tolomash. Mm-hmm. We just had her on the, on the show not too long ago. All hilarious people. And I was like, I do not fucking belong here. Yeah. And then it just like a, I remember I went on stage and Jimmy went to high five me after, but I only saw it like when I passed him and I was like, oh, this is awkward. And well, that's uh, good. You leave him wanting more. Leave right, him wanting so. more. And then I think he said, you know, she used to intern for you. And he was like, oh, it's great. You know, it's, it was, it was like a time place. But let me tell you, me. Let me I was say intern. Again, it was a million that things. Yeah. Never. Ha- I've performed at the stand like 50 times and nobody of oh, well, consequences ever been he there. He walked in because it was a showcase for his show. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he didn't like, it wasn't like, 
oh, you know, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm yeah. going to go find someone for my show. He was, it was a show showcase and, you know, he, I guess he happened to be around, but I don't think he usually goes to those showcases. So that was like, well, a, that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, like the host even, doesn't even if go. It is, yeah. The yeah. host doesn't come. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I'm going to watch. Like it was bizarre. But yeah. that's part of comedy. It's like, so, you know, like talent is, is, is obviously important. Like if you sucked at what you were doing, then you wouldn't have gotten any kind of recognition. Right. But there's also that level of like, oh, yeah. And also he just came into that. It was so weird. And then I remember I spoke to the booker after. Um, and I was and we were like, yeah, I don't, you know, he's like, yeah, like you, you know, it was good. But uh, probably like another couple of years. Really? And then I was like, I was like, OK, that was in April. Yeah. Yeah, we had the conversation and then I got a call from him in May. He was like, Oh, actually, uh, we got a date for you. In a so days. when so when you get that call, what do you physically do? Like somebody That's another calls thing you. that never happens, by the way. I was like, I got the call. I was like, I uh yeah, I was freaking out. I, I mean, you out. are you are five dollar golden nugget. Is golden. That, you've added that word. What is it? Five dollar golden nugget? No, but I think I think that's the new one. Five yeah. dollar golden nugget. Five dollar nugget. Five dollar You are very chill, five dollar nugget. But Thank you. I'm so you, not though. You you present as chill, so yeah. you get that call. Do you hang up and like scream in your apartment? I don't Do know. I was like in shock. I like at that point though, I was expecting the call because there had been some feelers Chatter. that had been there'd been that I was like, all right, I'll probably get a call around here if this is gonna mm-hmm. happen. And then I got the call and I called my mom and I told my mom, I was like, this date, I'm going to be on the tonight show. It was great. It was Did a she great shit feeling. Her pants? She, she was like, you're kid, you're kidding me. Honestly, the person Crohn's who was the most excited was my grandma because oh. my grandma is like, she, she watched Carson. She is not a, uh, a bookish person. Mm-hmm. She is a TV, her soap operas, her magazines, the mm-hmm. celebrities. She, and you know, she lives for, daytime tv and yeah. and talk shows and the thought that i would be on that showbiz celebrities it's all about the she'll leave me voicemails you hear about beyonce in the elevator <laughs> call me back yeah. and so for her i mean i was just i was like excited for like the people around me to be yeah. to be excited but like how much was the prep process between like hey you're gonna do it and then you actually did it so then from i think i had like five weeks bef- maybe five weeks out i knew i was gonna be on and I ran the set probably, oh my god, like at least seven times a week. And How I close? Only to- did the five minutes. Where would you run it? I ran it at New York Comedy Club a bunch. They were just the best to me, and just like I told them what was going on, and like they hooked me up so much. The stand helped me a lot, and then I just like told everyone I was like I need to run a set and I couldn't tell uh, initially I couldn't tell a bunch of people I was booked on the show because they don't release the bookings Mm -hmm. until a couple weeks before so I was just like asking for spots and I was like asking for these weird five minute spots and then I would go on and be totally clean and everyone's like what is this Mm. like my friend like I don't know it's weird rehearsing the late night sets um, at least I found because you go up and a lot lot of times my spots are late like I'm doing a spot after this I go on at 1130 Room is not really expecting five minutes of clean, TV-friendly material. You're not. You're not. You're Pe- not acknowledging them. People before me are talking about the talking to the people in front of them. The people after me are expecting ten minutes of uh, vagina. Dick exactly. Jokes. So then yeah. you go up there and you're practicing for television, and Zero you have to ignore work. them. Yeah. And I'm recording myself, and I'm timing myself, and I'm sending my sets to the to the booker. How often do you send it to them? I was sending him sets once a week. And and how much was it changing over time? Um, it wasn't the the content I nailed down 
the content for the most part was what I showcased with, but it was a matter of order. And also, um, once I submitted my set to standards and practices, certain jokes I couldn't say, certain words I couldn't say, and then finding like the, the rhythm for the replacement. Mm-hmm. So was there anything that was like completely stupid that they were like, oh, you can't say that? Yeah. I mean, I do a joke. I talk about how I look young and uh, how my I make a joke. My mom and I look young. So people say, are you two sisters? And then I follow that up by saying something like, I say, make some joke about flirting with my dad and uh-huh. sitting on his lap to make my mom jealous. Mm. I couldn't say sit on my dad's lap. <laughs> really? Couldn't say that. NBC doesn't want incest. But I could say fools around with my dad. <laughs> I couldn't say sit on his lap though. Huh. That's, a, th- that's, a, that's a funny thing is like I've heard this before that like a lot of times the replacement that you come up with is actually like way worse than like what you weren't allowed to yeah, say. Yeah, I could say my sister's a whore. I said that. That's your opening line, right? I was like, my sister was living in Amsterdam. She's a whore. Something like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, but that was fine. But right. sit on your dad's lap, cut that. That's mm. so weird. Weird. And do they, they don't give you a reason, right? They just are like, no. Yeah, no. They just said no. And then I remember... Actually, my set, I would worked on it so many times. I mean, you, you've done this five minutes so many times over. It's so boring to you. And then right before the show, they cut a joke. Mm. And, it, and it really threw me like 30 minutes before the show. Okay. What? Maybe like I'm kind of exaggerating, but two hours. But, but, how, but it really uh, threw me just because how long the way – It was like a 30-second joke. It gave me more time on the couch. Right. But probably like a 20-second joke. But – it just, it was fine, obviously, but the way I had remembered going into one to another, uh, it ended up being fine. In the moment, I was like, this is, this is terrible. Yeah. I was, I was nervous about that. Yeah. That, that's crazy. I was really nervous about that. Yeah. They just cut it. Uh, Racial undertones. I think. D- how close was the set to your audition set from that first showcase? Was it basically the same set? Yeah. I mean, 85% the same. Yeah. Uh, Pete Lee's story about it, he told on Todd Berry podcast or something. It was a really sweet story. It sounded like Jimmy is legitimately into jokes and comedians. And like at that showcase, he was very enthusiastic. Like you said, he almost high-fived you if you would have seen it. Yeah. Uh, do, do you appreciate that? Like, did that feel good? Jimmy loves the comics, I think. I, I think he does. I mean, or he's a great actor because I, he comes from that right. background. Like I rem- mm-hmm. when I was talking to him after the show, he was like, I love that you did this and that you're young and you're on my show doing this. And now people that are your age can see this and say, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, when I was your age, I was driving a, I was having my mom drive me to road gigs. Hmm. And my mom drove me to the, my mom was with me in the dressing room. My mom was like, I'm here with her now. And like, he loved that. I think he loved yeah. that. Like in the dressing room was my mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I'm close with my family. Did that work well up. for you? I would I would not do well with my mom and dad. My right mom and dad and my sisters were in the uh, green room with me. How many sisters you got? Two sisters. But you went and sat down and talked to him after the set? Uh, yeah. So before the show, Jimmy will come to your dressing room and say hi. Uh-huh. And uh, I was back there and my parents were there and my sisters were there. And then they were seated in them in the audience when the show started. Mm-hmm. And so they watched me from the audience. And then after the show, they came backstage. And you get support from that. Like that actually energized you to have them. They're, they're your like inner circle. I, I Right before I needed to be alone because I was running it in my head and mm-hmm. I was really nervous. And I didn't want to talk to people and I shut the door. Uh, but I, I just wanted them to experience it because like half of the fun for me was like I don't want to live this moment alone. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cool. They're not going to be booked t- t- on the show tomorrow. Like I want my parents to see. Yeah. I don't know. And but how- what, what I'm curious about like – Two things like, mm. so 
when you're when you're in when you're up there and you're doing it, what does that feel like? Like, does it feel like just every other time that you do it, or does is there a whole different feeling to that? Um, I mean, right before I went on, I was like, I was so nervous. It was weird though because I had been in that studio hundreds of times. Mm. I when, but not when I was in that not in that capacity, but I had been on that stage so many times. Right. I had sit, sat in for a rehearsal on that couch so many times as mm-hmm. an intern and as a page and I, well, as a page usually I was for the lighting director getting, right? yeah as i was getting guests and bringing them in so i knew the space it wasn't like i was walking into a space i'd never seen and was like okay this is weird this is where i'm gonna go i knew every single person putting the mic on me mm-hmm. the camera guys i know all of their names like i knew everyone it felt so it was like such a win for the staff that like <laughs> we were like back and i was on like it was such a good energy yeah yeah, there it was great. But did it feel like being in front of a stand-up crowd? Like it you've felt, got like thirty feet of space between you and the audience. Yeah, right? no, it feels a little contrived, definitely. And I mean, I, uh, there was one moment during it, I was so panicked. I literally was like, I don't know what joke comes next. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm gonna black out. This is it. This is the end. I I had these thoughts, and I took a pause. And luckily, the audience like laughed at my pause. I think they trimmed this on television. Yeah, I was gonna ask, were there any edits in there? And um, and then I was like, okay, I remember the next joke because you have the option to have cue cards, right, or not. And they drew me up cue cards during rehearsal, and I was looking at the cue cards while I was doing my stand up, and I was like, oh my god, I can't even look at this. It's so weird to see. Like, I'm not, I'm not associating these words with what comes next. I was like, just toss them. And then I didn't did it without cue cards, and then I was like, "Oh, now I fucked myself." Yeah, but then wow. it, yeah, it was a terrifying moment. But you know, the thing the mo- I've always noticed is every time you take a pause because you're like, "What am I going to say next?" You think it's like a thousand years, but like it's literally only a second to the audience. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So Isn't that it, crazy? Right. Yeah. And and when you look back at it, it's like, oh, it's not even noticeable. It's not even. It's, yeah, it's just totally smooth train. Like no. It's amazing know. how you can be on stage and you are saying all of these things, and your mind is can be so elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. That definitely happened to me at Caroline's in that first year we were talking about that where yeah. I literally did have such a blank thing where I was then like I I literally don't know what that like I I had to it took me like it did take me a literally like a probably 15 seconds to like get yeah. back on track. That was horrible. Yeah. But, but that was also in the first couple months. That know? happened to me. That yeah. has only happened to me one time yeah. when I've totally blacked out. Yeah. It was at a <laughs> You totally was, blacked out. It was at like a a mic. Mm. It was at this great mic. The Giggle Pit mic. Oh, yeah. Those are good. At yeah. uh, the Climate Lounge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there Gregory was a Joseph. bunch of comedians there that I really admired. Mm-hmm. That I was like, why are they at this mic? Yeah, like and you I, want to do well in front of them. And yeah. I was like, I went up stage and I started telling jokes. And then I just completely forgot everything I was saying. And I turned red and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I forgot everything. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't remember. Yeah, but no one, you know, no one's judging you. Where are you now, like, compared to then? I mean, that sounds like it was a few years ago. Are you now, like, do you feel, like, super... I mean, you you present as very confident, and your material and your jokes are so tight that, like, uh, you can probably just rely on the reliability of your punchlines. Are you very confident, or do you have butterflies before a set? Depends what the show is. I mean... 
Right now, the anxiety I have towards my set is about the material being new because I just had this very public show, mm-hmm. and now I feel this this fire to you got to throw out all of that material, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily true. Some of it is true. I need to write new material, and right now I need to write at least like an hour because I'm trying to get into this this college circuit. Mm-hmm. So that's like I don't well, know. I mean, now you could I'm, certainly do that same set. Yeah, as a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But I just, I, it's like a pressure you put on yourself. Like, even though the comics aren't always listening to your material, I become cognizant of, okay, Patrick's been on my show a couple of times. Patrick Mm -hmm. knows these jokes. I, then you start playing to, you know, you can't do that. There also is a certain quality to those TV clean jokes, you know? Yeah. I actually, I saw a miraculous thing. Uh, I went to a, uh, one of my friends was like, hey, I have an extra ticket to see Jay Leno. Mm Mm-hmm. Who obviously is like a multi multimillionaire doesn't need to do shit anymore. Right. Still touring and was doing like a stand up show in the middle of some theater in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, clearly you love this. But it was so interesting because it was like no opener. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Leno. And he just comes out and mm-hmm. it's like he's doing his opening monologues. And he's just hanging. Yeah, for two hours. Like it oh was my like, God. How it do was you- those kind of TV clean. Um, like, like very, very, cl- like very tight, very kind of boring. I What's assume. That? Did he have like a piece of paper? No, not at all. He was just getting up there. It was just like, he was just, it was like, and, and, and some of them were like older jokes. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you probably did that on the tonight show, but like some of them were like pretty new or like pretty relevant. And it, but they all had that same TV clean, like super tight, super they sharp. Also had the same jokes. rhythm and shape. They did, and and as a result, yeah. like I don't think I laughed one time. Yeah, that's because do you really like Jay Leno? I was just fascinated by that by that process. Yeah. I don't. I didn't particularly find him funny as a comic. Um, I I was, don't really know him as a. Comic. You know what it was? It was just like watching someone do something really, really well, and just being really impressed with how good they can do what they do, mm-hmm. but not necessarily enjoying it for it's an intended thing. Do like, it without any life injected into it. it I don't even like. want to, I think that's too negative a, a thing about it because like he had obviously put so many, so, so, so much work into this huge, I mean, it was, it was over two hours and it was just that's insane. And, he, and it was just boom, boom, mm. boom, joke, mm-hmm. joke, joke. I mean, it was just, it was, it was so impressive uh, to watch, but it was not stories. No, well, he he got a little bit more personal um, at near the end where he started talking about being a kid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were still everything was still in the format of like setup, punchline, tag, tag, setup, punchline, tag, tag. Like it, it was very rhythmic and methodical. Um, and like I, like I said, there was not a dirty bit. It was all super TV clean. Like that was the other thing that surprised me. It's hard for me to put together ten minutes that would be considered clean on TV. And this guy had over two hours. I mean, granted, he you know did the Tonight Show for decades, but yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just really impressive to see. Yeah, the thing about writing clean, I feel like once you get into the habit of it, it's almost easier to write clean. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to get you booked at a lot more stuff. That's for sure. I was like super dirty when I first started doing stand up, just because like that's what you that's what your mind goes to. At least mine. I was well, like, you know, I just got to be dirty. Yes, yeah. you know, sex and and and, and then body, it became body easy to be clean. Things. What's that? And then it became really easy for me to be clean. Yeah. I don't know. Easy to be clean might be an album title. Just throwing it out there. Well, yeah. I think Jerry Seinfeld talks about uh, when he started off, like I think maybe he had like, you know, you would curse a little bit and like do this kind of thing. And then 
you know, he, there was over time he realized like it doesn't need that, and like I and I'm able to actually express what I need to do. But then once again, he's another comedian that like he doesn't necessarily like slay me or like. No, have you seen the new special? I haven't seen the very new one. That's like exactly how I feel. Yeah. You, you know, I'm not sitting there dying laughing, but you. I mean, he's like but you can clearly a master at yeah, his exactly. craft. There exactly. were a couple bits in this new one that I was kind of amazed by. I love which ones. I can't remember. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, that's I was amazed by, and I don't there remember. Was one, a thing no, there was one about he did. That was, oh, I liked yeah. Night Guy. Night Guy. Yeah, that guy. was fun. I thought that yeah. was really good, and I liked the uh, like the bits of like his history. Yeah, it, yeah, and I also just stylistically, I thought yeah, it was a really it was cool. cool special. We can just get we can start doing reviews of a Netflix uh, yeah. specials. Yeah. yeah, I see. You saw the Dave Chappelle one, right? Yep. I, I fell asleep halfway through both you know, of them. I love I love Dave Chappelle. He's one of my favorites. I mean, not that that's unique. Like a lot of people feel that way, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it was interesting because you could see you could see in that when you compare that those spe- those two specials to like his old uh, his old stand up specials, like it didn't seem like he was yeah pushing in the same way that he. I like, haven't once really was. seen many of his old stand up specials. I I think they're so great. So Allie, what's to the, say that. you talked about College Circuit? What's the dream? What's Headline the dream? In arenas. I yeah. Making films. But the college, That's the dream. College Circuit. Uh, you can make a living just headlining doing that. arenas. Where, headlining arenas too. Yeah. Did, did did Amy Schumer have a lot of influence on you? No, really. Okay. Speaking uh, of a terrible uh, special, <laughs> that leather special. I, I don't. I fun. don't. I didn't grow up on Amy Schumer. Amy yeah. Schumer be- was becoming hot when I was like starting comedy. Mm-hmm. I Sarah Silverman was yeah. very informative. Mm. I really liked. You know what? Sarah Silverman was somebody that I didn't appreciate as much before because speaking of dirty, like everything was just like bodies. Dirty, whatever kind I of thing. I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't think she was dirty growing up. But, I was but like, her, she's just her. Her most recent special, I like it a lot. Yeah, her, it's yeah. a it's my favorite special out of this whole batch. Yeah, uh, Jesus is magic. I remember watching that and crying, laughing. <laughs> I remember watching it over and over and over and over again. And I remember watching Jerry Seinfeld's I'm telling you for the last time. I don't uh-huh. know. And all which Wanda is probably Sykes. my favorite thing of of his. Yeah, I, oh I haven't God, seen the most so recent good. one, but I, I liked that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I my first comedy album, my first actually one of my first CDs I ever got was Dennis Leary's "No Cure for Cancer," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I laughed my ass off. But now I'm kind of bummed because like I learned how much stuff he's yeah. like lifted yeah. from yeah. other people. Um, but you know what I loved about that special <laughs> at that age was the the attitude that somebody could yeah, go on it stage. It was a very it was and also a definitive themselves. Dennis Leary did have a definitive like very '90s. Uh, ranting presentation that right. was very unique to him. Right, and I just I grew up around people who were just very quiet and stoic and didn't express themselves. So like to see to see an adult man talk about family and life yeah. and whatever very expressively and yeah, honestly yeah. was a real like turn on. For who was me. who was your first favorite? Uh, like who was like the first comedian that got you that, or that you were like into? Well, I mean that Jerry Seinfeld special was the first stand up special I watched. Yeah. And then I started doing this thing where I would memorize the specials. Mm. I don't know why. I, I found the like a word journal. For word? Yeah, like I found a journal the other day, and I wrote down like every word from Wanda one of Wanda Sykes specials. She's great. Too, and yeah. I would do the specials for like my family. That's really that's really is adorable. Yeah. And like <laughs> it would be like not good. Like, I would do, it. but I would, I would do, do it, and yeah. I was like, I don't know, like I just was obsessed. That with probably primed that. you, primed you for that kind of way of thinking, right? And back yeah. to yes, what what's your family's background? What 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 are, what's 
What's the story with you guys? Are you asking if I'm Jewish? Yeah, are you got are you are you, are you, a, are you I'm, a, are I'm, you a I'm not, but we can we can talk about we're it. We're Jewish. Yeah. Uh not religious. Yeah. But culturally. But you, yeah, but like Is yeah. Colbert a Jewish name? I think we were originally Colbert um Colbert no T and uh-huh. then we added the T to like get away from someone. To like spit <laughs> it out. Yeah. yeah. But like every so I one of my dearest friends, uh my wife and I's friends, she is from a Jewish family. Mm-hmm. Her husband's from a Jewish family and they are great conversationalists, very funny people. They're both sets of their parents are like these insane characters. Mm-hmm. Uh and every time and and with my old job where I would shoot like these documentaries with random kids and their families, mm-hmm. it was always Italian Americans and Jews that were the most fun to be around and I loved just hearing them bullshit. I could listen to these families bullshit all night long. The job is never boring. And like that's every time I meet a comic who did grow up in that kind of vibe, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like uh so I don't know, do you think do you think being culturally Jewish growing up around that vibe helps you as a comedian? I think the level of anxiety helps you as a comedian. <laughs> I mean, so much anxiety yeah. in a family like that. Yeah. There was so much anxiety. Were you, is your, are, are you a practicing Jew or is your family practicing? I'm you know? not a practicing Jew. I mean, Yom Kippur is this weekend. Uh-huh. I'll probably not eat until three. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I was home uh, last week for Rosh Hashanah. The high Happy holidays. Year, Thank you. But other than that, no, I'm not. I don't observe uh, Shabbat or anything yeah. like that. I've lived, I've lived in New York for quite a long time, and I would say probably more of my friends are Jewish than are not Jewish. Mm-hmm. But I would say of the, of all my Jewish friends, like only one that I can think of is like like really practices. Yeah, I don't like we don't really get together for the holidays to like for the holiday. We just like we like being together, and yeah. it's a tradition like a, that you like come together family. on that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a family. Yeah. So that's nice, you know. When you say anxiety, though, like what was some of the anxiety around the house? Uh, I just I feel like I have anxious parents, and I'm an anxious person, and I I think anxiety is like genetic. Which is yeah. funny because you, your presentation, at least for this podcast, has been extremely chill. Yeah, I'm Five on Clonopin silver, right now. Silver golden nugget, uh, <laughs> and Clonopin. Uh, we must be running out of time here. Yeah, we're, we're just. I feel like I could talk to you guys forever. No, no yeah, it's I know. Great. I feel it's like great. this just started. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, so easy to chat with you guys. We're gonna another, go for another hour. Yeah, this is so it. not hard. <laughs> well, one last. I've been question. on podcasts that's like really hard. Oh really? I'm just oh. like, oh, what are we talking? Well, about? that means <laughs> that means a lot. We appreciate it. Please uh, give us a nice review on iTunes about your own podcast sure. episode with us. Sure. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, do, with the parent parental anxiety, familial anxiety, do they believe in you? And your career. Oh, my God. They think it's the greatest thing in the world. That's so great. Congratulations. My, yeah. My, thank you. <laughs> my dad, he, he wants, oh, if he could manage me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dice's dad managed him for years. My dad, if he had time to manage me, I would let him in. He doesn't, he doesn't know enough about the field to manage yeah. me. But I, his insight. Do are, some of the managers know enough about the field to manage people? Probably I not. I that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Well, where can we... What's big going on in the next couple months? Next couple months? Uh, I don't know. Should we just Should follow I, on I'm, Instagram You know who stuff? I'm opening for? Jimmy Walker. Oh, that's great. Old At the end of October at Rockwell's in Pelham. Oh, that's great. Upstate, yeah. J.J. Walker. J.J. Walker. Rockwell's, Westchester County? Rockwell's, Pelham, New York, October 28th. That's great. And I guess people should check out your... I think I'm uh, going to be in Big Sky Comedy Festival in Montana in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, that's great. Those are, that's a great festival. Yeah, that'll be fun. So and I'll be there. people should check Billings. out your Twitter and your Instagram that's nothing to do with comedy. Yeah, Allie Colbert. Nice. With a K. 
<laughs> and this is Patrick Holbert with an H. This is uh, Tristan Smith with a T. And, uh, <laughs> we're really happy you guys listen tonight. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Allie. Yeah, thank you, guys. Guys, you've been listening to The Comics Table. Have a wonderful life. Whatever. Have a yeah. good life. Have good a good night. Life. Live Bye. well. Bye. Bye.